This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, December 5th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Canada and China talk free trade agreement. Downsizing national monuments. Conservatives look to welfare reform. Canada took another step toward a goal that's sure to make U.S. farmers and ranchers jealous. It's a free trade agreement with China, one of the world's largest importers of farm commodities. The proposed free trade agreement was one of the main topics when Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau met with Chinese Premier Li Keqiang yesterday in Beijing. While in Beijing, Premier Li and I had discussions on a range of issues, from growing trade and investment to combating climate change to the importance of free expression, Trudeau said in a statement released by the Canadian government. He said, I look forward to continuing discussions toward a comprehensive trade agreement which will open up greater opportunities for people on both sides of the Pacific. Such a trade pact would take years to negotiate but could provide enormous benefits for Canada's ag sector by reducing Chinese tariffs on farm commodities. Chinese tariff on beef and pork from Canada as well as the U.S. range between 12 and 20 percent. Canadian producers are hopeful an FTA would give them an advantage over their competitors in the U.S. China is Canada's second largest trading partner, and its vast market offers significant opportunities for Canadian businesses of all sizes. That the word of Canadian Minister of International Trade, Francois-Philippe Champagne. It's time for a more strategic, long-term, and comprehensive approach to economic engagement with China. Downsizing National Monuments President Donald Trump yesterday announced a plan to sharply reduce the amount of public lands protected by the Bears Ears National Monument and the Grand Staircase Escalante Monument, both of which are in Utah. Overall, the amount of land protected under the two monuments would be slashed by more than half to just 1.23 million acres, down from its current 3.25 million acres. To accommodate for the reduction, Bears Ears will be cut into two separate monuments and Grand Staircase Escalante will be split into three monuments. Trump said yesterday public lands will once again be for public use. The move prompted criticism as well as praise. American Farm Bureau President Zippy Duvall announced his support for the reduction and stressed the need for more transparency when future monuments are designated. Today's reduction in the size of Bears Ears and Grand Staircase Escalante Monuments marks a return of common sense to environmental stewardship, Duvall said. We hope Congress will also move to improve accountability and transparency in the designation of national monuments so that we do not once again find ourselves at the mercy of a remote bureaucracy. With common sense public policies, we can preserve antiquities while providing prosperity and opportunity for rural America. Conservatives look to welfare reform. Key House conservatives are eager to see how Speaker Paul Ryan make good on his promise to take up welfare reform next year. Leaders of the House Freedom Caucus introduced legislation earlier this year that they claim would slash federal spending by $400 billion over 10 years, and they hope the measure's provisions will be in the mix. The bill would impose stiff new work requirements on the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. 
These proposals could make it hard to pass a farm bill if they're included in it, but the conservatives' plan is to attack the program separately in welfare reform. Ohio Representative Jim Jordan, a former chairman of the Freedom Caucus, tells AgriPulse that conservatives have been in regular conversations with Ryan, and he noted that President Trump has also called on Congress to take up welfare reform. Jordan said Trump wants it, so we'll see. I feel good about it. Keep in mind, the optics of slashing welfare programs so soon after passing tax cuts would be challenging, to say the least. And welfare reform would be difficult to pass in the Senate, even if it's handled under budget reconciliation process that allows bills to pass with a simple majority. However, passing a bill in the House would still give Republicans something to talk about on the campaign trail in next year's midterm elections. Jordan says Trump voters in swing states such as his want tougher work requirements. He said they see the guy next door to them who can work, won't work, is getting their money, and they're tired of seeing that. NBB pushing for durable tax credit. The National Biodiesel Board is lobbying Congress to revive the industry's expired dollar-a-gallon tax credit before the end of the year. But that appears to be a heavy lift at this point. The tax reform bill that Republicans are trying to pass before Christmas won't include the biodiesel initiative. Congress would have to take up an extenders bill with other provisions included that could move before lawmakers head home for the year. But one veteran House Republican who is close to the GOP leadership, Tom Cole of Oklahoma, says he's heard no talk about moving an extenders bill before the end of the year. The Biodiesel Board's chief operating office, Doug Whitehead, tells AgriPulse his group is pushing for a five-year tax credit, one year retroactive to apply the credit to 2017, and four years moving forward. A shorter-term extension leaves the industry with too much uncertainty, he says. Dow loses patent suit to Bayer. A seven-year patent infringement dispute between Bayer and Dow AgriSciences over a gene-conferring glufosinate resistance is over. The Supreme Court decided yesterday not to review a federal appeals court decision that required Dow to pay Bayer $469 million, even though Dow planned to file a petition with the Supreme Court. Dow made the payment in May. Bayer said it was pleased with this action by the U.S. Supreme Court that brings to an end the long legal dispute between Bayer and Dow AgriSciences over their inclusion of Bayer's Liberty Gufonisate-tolerant herbicide platform in certain Dow Enlist weed control products. Dow has said previously that the legal wrangling will not affect its commercialization plans. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, December 5th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dalley.